0: Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real-life lessons and people doing cool shit. Guys, what's up? you louise Happy Wednesday. We're back for another week. we back at it again. And it
1: is another week, it's another Wednesday and another episode of Curious Conversations. It's good to be back.
0: Always good to be back. Always good to be having conversations with interesting and like-minded people. Exactly, exactly. So before we get into
1: this week's episode, just wanted to see how you are.
0: I'm good. I I'm really good. The weather in Melbourne still great. Work's busy. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately just mm-hmm. on one of my favourite is the Mindset Mentor. Which is great for this week's episode. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. But one, um, a couple that have really stuck in my mind are the mentorship one and having the benefits of having um, paid and free mentors. Yeah. The positives of both. And then the other one, other podcast that I I showed you the other day was um, the Diary of a CEO with mm-hmm. Jay Shetty. Mm-hmm. I think Jay Shetty's amazing, yep. and some of the wise words he were was saying in that just it hit me hard, and I was like, ah,
1: yeah. I think a lot of us forget that he's actually like a big, like big shot, like a business businessman. You're kind of thinking more of like a spiritual guru, but yeah. essentially he's a businessman.
0: And that's what he was saying. Yeah. Basically from he started from two thousand sixteen just hustling, doing mm-hmm. veal uh, veals, reels and videos. And from that, look what's happened. And he's, the consistency. It's
1: quite good looking too, so yeah.
0: So and, helps and his wife Rady loves Tully Lou yeah she
1: actually does she reps Tully Lou a lot um yeah no that's cool I do you know what I've been getting into lately is I'm kind of setting myself challenges of making sure that I read like 10 pages a day mm. I've been getting into reading a bit this year but I've set myself a goal it has to be 10 pages because there's often sometimes when I'll go to bed and I'm so tired that I'll like read two and I'm like oh that's enough but I'm giving myself a challenge to really like read 10 pages of a book I think this year for me I've trying to really just focus on like working really hard and focusing on work, but also developing myself and just educating myself if that's for a podcast Um, where I watch a lot of YouTubes. I do watch a lot of TikTok, but I do have a lot of um, accounts that I follow on TikTok that are kind of business orientated or investing and stuff like that. So I really want to develop myself in work and business a lot this year.
0: I think for both of us, I can speak maybe on behalf of you, but this year is a big growth year for us. Yeah, And I think we've mentioned that before.
1: Yeah, 100%. And that's when it goes back to how you were listening to those mentor um, things. I think I mentioned this on podcast last week is I've finally committed to having like a coach Mm. and it's the best thing I ever did just for like time management and like balance. And I feel like having – because they kind of give you like activities and stuff as well. Um, It kind of holds you accountable a little bit. fucking hard working, you know, for yourself. Like we obviously work with Tellyloo and I have a couple of other businesses and one like obviously like you work on like for yourself because it's quite like hard to motivate yourself a lot.
0: Yeah. And you get lost in the little Ferris wheel of, oh, I'll just do this, Mm. I'll just do that. Yeah. So this week's, uh, I
1: feel like this week's episode was like the perfect guest to have on for what we've just been talking about. Um, So... Yeah, we had on the beautiful Tia. So she runs SWS. I'm gonna say that because I feel like the full name is such a
0: mouthful. The C- S- Smart Smart Women's, Women's Society.
1: Society. So that's why I said we're gonna call it. I heard
0: SWS.
1: Say, I heard her I heard Tia say it in um the interview. She's like SWS. I'm like, oh my god, it's so much easier to say. Yeah. Um so ooh, hello, there's a tradie. Um, but yeah, so we had her on and she talks about her programs on um, Smart Women's Society. Yes. Which basically the programs are, I am just have to get my notes so I make sure I get them right. I,
0: well, I can tell you their mission is to empower, educate and inspire women to make smart life decisions. Yes,
1: exactly. So her programs are just based on money, wellbeing, career and love, which I think for a female... Um, it can be very hard to navigate. So she was absolutely beautiful and we loved having her on and I've definitely taken something out of it. And I think the programs are definitely worthwhile and they're so affordable. So yeah, we loved having her on and her little tips and her journey so far.
0: Yeah. And even her as a business owner and what keeps her balanced.
1: Exactly. So it was very empowering. And if you're a female and want to empower yourself and set yourself up a little bit, set your goals. um, Yeah. It's a really good episode.
0: We hope you enjoy
1: and don't forget to like, subscribe, and
0: share with all your friends.
1: Thank you. See you Bye. soon, guys.
0: Hey, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you, ladies? Very well, thank you. And where, where in Australia are you? Brisbane. Sunny oh, Brisbane.
2: Nice. Humid Brisbane. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here's
1: Always. So good morning and thank you so much for coming on. We're doing this one via Zoom, which we haven't done a Zoom in a hot minute. So um, hopefully it records fine and (laughs) we can make this go live. So we wanted to have you on just to talk a lot about um, your business and your past. But can you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, just in general?
2: yeah so my name is Tia Angelos. I'm the founder of Smart Women's Society. We're an online education company that helps women get smarter in all aspects of their lives, so with their money, their career, their well-being, and their love life. And what sets us apart from other businesses is that we focus on giving really practical and actionable tips and breaking down complex topics into really easy to understand content.
0: Yeah, amazing. I just all I heard was love life, and I was like, maybe <laughs> I need an <laughs> education platform for my love life. <laughs>
1: So when you say a platform, I know I have a few of the programs and stuff. Do you focus more on the programs? I know you have quite a really engaged audience on social media, which I think is amazing, but you focus more on the programs, right?
2: Yeah. So the programs obviously are paid products and they're our main revenue stream for the company. But for me, the forefront is always our community. Like without our community, we don't have a brand, we don't have a company. So at the forefront, it's creating content for our community, talking to our community, and then building products and services that will serve them and what they want.
0: Yeah. Amazing. What's the demographic of your community? What age groups come to you for these educational tools?
2: But we actually have a wild range. We've had ladies in their 70s and 80s buying wow. products. Yeah, crazy. Um, but our main age bracket, I would say, would be between 25, 34. So kind of that early career, just left uni, trying to figure out everything in life and yeah.
1: It's amazing. I wish I had that at um, something like this at my at that age. Yeah. Like We had a couple of these uh, investment guys on our podcast in November talking about crypto and investing. And Sarah and I always say, I wish we had got into that when we're at a younger age. I think it's amazing for the younger generation. So what did you do
2: before you created this business? Yeah. And I think maybe the easiest way is to step back from when I was back in school. And for me, it was kind of like, I was never one of those students that knew what I wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. I was always really, really jealous of people at school that knew that when they were going to leave, they wanted to become a doctor or they wanted to be a PT or something like that. So I never really had focus on where I was heading with my career and I did quite well at school. I ended up going to uni and I graduated with a law degree and a commerce degree. I knew the whole time that none of them were for me. So all throughout uni, I always had my own businesses. I've had a social media marketing business since I was 18. I had a tutoring business. I was a tutor for seven years oh, wow. and for me, my passion was always helping people and knowing that what I was doing was making a difference in their lives, even if it was just helping them prep for their exam or helping them with their content. And I graduated uni. I tried the law stuff, hated it, tried the accounting stuff, hated it. And I went into business consulting. And I remember sitting at my desk every day being like, is this it? Is this what Mm -hmm. life's going to be like for the next 40 years, going to work, sitting at your desk, going home? And I always had the idea of SWS in the back of my mind. And then one random night, I just opened up an Instagram account. I said, let's just see what happens. And here we are two years later with a full business. Oh my two God. years
0: and you've grown the community to what it is today. I think you yeah. 90,000 90, on Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that is wild. So you created it two years ago. So that would have been like
2: peak COVID time, no? It was about two weeks before we went into like the first lockdown. Oh my God, what are like, like, my initial... Yeah, well, my initial thing was to do events and have in-person events, and so that quickly yeah. changed. So now we're all online, which I think is a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I think COVID has really accelerated our growth because it made people kind of step back and go, "Am I happy with my career? Mm-hmm. Am I what am I doing with my money?" A lot of people lost their jobs, and people were really seeking education and information so we have grown really rapidly yeah that's amazing I
1: think that's like literally the best time because you've got time to do the programs like print them off read them do them so you focus on money career well-being love right what would be can you tell us a little breakdown of each of the categories
2: Yep. So pretty much we can cover everything. And a big thing for me was creating a platform that really covered everything because as women and as like young women, you face so many challenges in your life. It's not just figuring out your career. It's also figuring out your love life, figuring out your self-care and your mental space, figuring out how to sort your money out. So we wanted to create a platform that kind of covers everything and whatever stage you are at life, you can always come back and get that information that is relevant for you at the time. So under money, we cover like budgeting, saving, investing, careers, all about finding your dream job or on the flip side, starting a side hustle or a business. Well-being is all about self-care, productivity, And then love is not only relationship love and love with your friends, which is really important, but self-love as well. And I think that's a really big part of the love pillar.
0: Yeah. What would be your most popular program?
2: Definitely our ultimate money makeover and our side hustles. Okay. I think especially through COVID, a lot of people, I think, have started a business or started a side hustle, which is really awesome to see. Yeah. What's your favorite program? Oh, Depends on the week, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. I like them equally, but like I am the same. Like I'm in that target demo. And mm-hmm. for me, every month of my life, there's something different that I'm struggling with. So it could be at one point that I'm focusing more on the business, or at one point I'm struggling with burnout. So that career, like that well being kind of content is really relevant to me. So yeah, at different points, it's kind of what information do I need and what content do I resonate the most with? And then, yeah, that's my favorite of the week, I guess.
0: Yeah. How do you, um, attract your audiences, would I say? Do you have online seminars that people can jump on that they're like, I need this?
2: Um, not particularly. I think our main driver of traffic is through our Instagram. Like we we post so much. We interact with our audience so much. Your content is amazing. Thank you. And I'd love to dive deeper into this, but there is so much strategy behind using social media to grow a community that is so loyal that whenever we release something, people are jumping onto it because they have so much connection to us. And Yeah, that's been a big traffic driver for us and just always like chatting to our community, learning what they like. And yeah, I think that's what attracts a lot of people to us. And then a lot of word of mouth traffic, people then tell all their friends about us. And yeah, so it's kind of all steamrolled from that. Yeah,
1: so do you you have a team now?
2: Yeah. So I've got two people under me that help out. One that helps with marketing across our various platforms and customer service. And then the other helps with like all our backends, the website, the IT, the tech, which is beyond me. Um, And then yeah, customer service as well. Yeah, coming from
1: Sarah and I, obviously own um, a business. Do you spend a lot of money on marketing
2: or like SEO and like all the ads and stuff? I would say because, as I mentioned earlier, like I've had my own social media marketing yeah. business since I was eighteen. So I would I would take control of a lot of the marketing okay. just because I'm skilled in that area. But where I'm always open to hiring contractors, hiring people that are better than me and smarter than me because I think that's the best way to actually advance your business mm-hmm. is hiring people that do things better. And I'm not a wonder woman that knows how to do everything perfectly. So being strategic with who we ask for help, I think is really important as well. But yeah, yeah. so marketing is mainly with me.
0: Okay. Being such a social brand and the ever evolution of social apps... What's your thought on TikTok for businesses?
2: Amazing. We're we're at about 160,000 followers on TikTok. I love you guys. I'll have to follow you after. (laughs) TikTok is amazing. The difference about it is the trolls on TikTok. I don't know if you guys have it for your business or personally is insane. No way. Like, Like some videos just end up on the wrong side of TikTok and you can get the most incredible hate and attacks that I've ever seen. Even your business, you get attacks. Yeah, which is just tips. No. Yeah, what, what would people say about a video? Like, this is stupid, like, expletive, expletive, swear word, swear word. Or well, they no coming way. on your appearance. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh. I think because on TikTok, you can really hide behind a screen, whereas yeah. Yeah, on Instagram, it's more people's personal profiles. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, fake kind of profiles on TikTok, but... Aside from that, like everyone on TikTok's on a level playing field. You don't, you can have 1000 followers and a video blows up to a million yeah. views. Yeah. So there's so much potential with TikTok to really grow your business. And if anyone's wanting to start a business, get on TikTok. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, 100%. I can't believe that. <laughs> I would have thought there'd only be like trolls on like, you know, people like dancing and stuff like that. Like I would not have thought your business. Right, would everything. Be I think people just take out
2: their bad day on an anonymous profile on a TikTok and just they anything apart like I've gotten better with it earlier yeah. on I would get really upset with really negative mm-hmm. comments but I think you just got to toughen up <laughs> it's
0: crazy I think over the last two years people have started to really reflect on their careers and what they want out of life and they're like what is my dream job mm. what are some questions that people can ask themselves to know if they're they're in the right career or what path should they be going down? Good question. Yeah, and
2: I think there's a few like activities. We actually have a workbook that we just released for free about what to do if you feel stuck in your job. So yeah. if anyone's listening, yeah. download that for free. Yeah. Um, but the best thing to do is get out a sheet of paper and write down what do I like about my job right now and what do I not like about my job yeah. right now? And think of every possible thing. Is it your managers? Is it the work? Are you not feeling challenged? Like anything and then once you build out those two lists, then write down what are your values in your career? Like, what do you value in a job? Do you want flexibility? Do you want to be your own boss? Do you like being told, like, do you like being guided through activities? And I think learning about the values that you want to prioritize as a long-term career is more important than just a singular job. Because after that, you then can look for jobs that fit your career values, as opposed to looking for a job that just looks okay on paper so aligning yourself more with your values is like the biggest tip I can give with finding your next step and as well as that just try things like you never know when you read a job ad when you start a new business you don't know if it's going to be good you don't know if it's going to be bad and the best thing that you can do is just test it out you're not stuck to a job you don't have to stay there for 10 years like maybe our parents did Mm. Um, yeah so test heaps of things and trial and error is probably the best way to find your dream job
1: Yeah. I also want to talk about the side hustle part of the program because I feel like exactly what we said before during COVID, a lot of us were like, oh my gosh, we need like another revenue or something like that. And I know for Sarah and I, we've started getting into investing with like crypto and like soon NFTs and stuff like that. What can you give us a little rundown about that? Because I feel like there'd be a lot of listeners that would like some little side hustles and then obviously they can go on down by the program. But what would be some of your favorite side hustles that are in the program?
2: Oh Well, there's actually, there's hundreds of side hustles you can mm-hmm. start. And I think that's what you need to first decide on what would be the best one for you. And, mm-hmm the easiest place to start is do you have any hobbies or do you have any skills that you could monetize? Are you really into fitness and you could create some online fitness guides or do some personal training sessions? Or are you into some sort of craft that you can build something and sell it online? Or are you really skilled at this certain thing that you can then be a coach or do a service around that? So reflecting on what you want to do is probably the biggest thing. And if there's nothing that you're skilled at or you have a hobby, is there something that you want to learn more about? So do you want to learn more about the Photography, and as you hone your skill, then you can start charging it out as a side hustle. So, really understanding what kind of business you want to start off with, I think, is people's first challenge. And then I think the second part that a lot of people kind of glaze over is knowing why you want to start your side hustle. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to make more money? Do you want to just explore a passion and make a little bit of extra cash? Or do you really hate your job and you actually want to be able to quit your job by growing this business? So, if you don't have a why, Um, you're going to really hit some roadblocks when it gets really tough because most people doing their side hustle, they're doing it with full-time work or with full-time study and life gets busy. You like Your side hustle might not grow as much as you expected it to grow. You might have a lot of challenges. And if you don't have that why in the back of your head of why you started in the first place, I think you're probably going to run into a lot of trouble. So that's my biggest thing is like know your why and really understand what would be the best business that you'd want to start as a side hustle. Yeah, do you have a side hustle? Me now. Well, SWS yeah. was my side hustle and now it's
0: Oh, what is it? Yeah. Cool. Le- lawyer beforehand. Yeah, no, I know. I just <laughs> didn't know if you quit being a lawyer, I- yeah. No, but in saying that SWS could have theoretically
2: a YouTube channel yeah. or something
0: that you you creating Learning a passive income from. Yeah. Yeah.
2: hundred percent. And I think it's important to distinguish as well. And this is another misconception is side hustles aren't passive. Like the only form of like true passive income is probably investing because a side hustle, you have to put so much work into it. It is an active form of income that Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of people, we get a lot of DMs going, what side hustle can I start that will make me money and I don't have to put much effort into it. And I always reply going nothing. yeah (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Like no business. And I know you guys probably can definitely relate Running a business is probably 10 times harder than a lot of jobs. Um, and it's, you never switch off. Like, I think that's something that people don't realize that, yeah, when you have a business, you can never switch off and there's always something happening. There's always the next thing that you have to look to. And yeah.
0: Yeah, it's true. Very true. What's the next thing for SWS?
2: This year is a big year of growth. So we're focusing a lot on brand awareness, trying to get out there a bit more in the media and a bit more exposure and just building out our product range. So more game plans. We want something on every single topic, a whole library of them. And yeah, always open to new collaborations, working with different brands and different companies. And I like to be quite open-minded. I feel like when you have a really strict business plan, I'm not sure if you guys are opposite. I think if you have a really strict business plan, you set yourself up for a bit of disappointment. Whereas if you're a little bit more open to opportunities and open to like creating anything that comes along your way, I think more exciting things happen.
1: Yeah. I feel like a lot of people get stuck. I know we have in the past with growth, like our business is now nine and a half years old. And I feel like
0: growth is like probably one of the hardest things. Um, It's something we've been discussing lately. You get comfortable and then you get in a rut Mm. and you don't know how to get out of your comfort zone yeah
2: and I think there's a stat that most businesses fail within the first five years and if you hit your 10-year mark you're in that top like five percent of businesses that's actually survived like that's amazing in itself you know
1: yeah it's crazy what would your top three tips be for growth because I'm like very interested
2: (laughs) I think the first one, and I also have these struggles. I mean, we're only two years old, but like I was, I had a bit of a meltdown the other week being like, how do you stay relevant? Yeah. Yeah. Also a big struggle for a lot of businesses. Like you can start, you have this massive hype period where your Mm -hmm. business is like really trendy. And then it's like, okay, well, how do we maintain momentum? And I have studied a lot of other businesses out there and I'm like, what are they doing to remain relevant? And I think the biggest thing I've noticed is staying adaptable. Like, Mm -hmm things change, social media changes really quickly. Reels have come in, TikToks come out. And it's like, if you're not willing to be flexible and adaptable to the new things that are coming out, your business is probably being set up to fail. Mm -hmm. Um, So you need to just be seeing what's out there, seeing what people like, seeing what's popular and really jumping on that as early as possible to remain relevant. And as well as that, the biggest thing is talking to your customers, talking to your community and they'll tell you what they want. So if you want to keep staying relevant and keep staying ahead of the game and get them to come back and buy more and be more involved. It's like, just ask them. And we do a lot of surveys and a lot of stories that we just ask for people's opinions. And yeah, I think that really helps us kind of stay on the pulse of what people are wanting. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. It is
1: definitely hard. And we've had those moments where you like wake up and you're like, what the hell are we doing? Like when you feel so, what you said (laughs) Like we've done everything. We've
2: done every idea. Yeah,
1: (laughs) like you feel stagnant. And it's exactly like before, like with the highs and lows. Like we all often say like business is like a roller coaster. Like you have those highs and then the next day it's like, whoa. And it's like, okay, what would be one of
2: the hardest things about running SWS? I think for me personally, and this is what we kind of touched on, is mindset. It's just being in that when you're running your own thing, you don't have that fallback of a job where you're like, I know I'm going to get paid this much this month. I know what my job is every day. I know what my tasks are. It's, as you said before, it's maintaining enough relevancy. It's maintaining momentum and growth and... Mm. For me, it's like not getting into my own head. A lot of the time I get into my own head and I'm comparing with other people. I'm like, they've done this and I haven't done this or our engagement's been low recently or sales have dropped. And it's like trying to maintain that positive mindset and knowing that things will work out. Perhaps today's the bottom of the roller coaster, but tomorrow could be the best day ever. And I think that's something that I'm really focusing on this year. Is just really understanding my mindset and being a lot more kind of Stabilized with that instead of going up on the roller coaster, down on the roller coaster. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that. Yeah, it's
0: really hard. I know um, personally. I've been listening to quite a few podcasts on this topic recently, and Tal's just engaged in one. Do you have a mentor or a coach that you go to to keep you accountable?
2: Accountable with business and life. Yes, and I would say I don't have one mentor. I have multiple mentors for different things. Yeah. And I think each of them provide me with a different perspective and like some of them are male, some of them are female, some of them are running $50 million businesses, some of them are like really established in their own solo business and I always kind of bounce ideas of them and they're kind of like 10 years ahead of me in the journey and I'm lucky that they're all kind of personal connections as well. So they've known me as a person growing up and... Um, And yeah, like I like bouncing ideas off people because all my personal friends, they don't run their own business. And I think there's so many struggles that are unique to someone who runs their own business that people don't have no idea how to relate to. Like if an email comes through on a Saturday night, that is terrible. You kind of get really upset, even if you're out. I don't know if you guys can relate to that, but I can. Um, Whereas other people are just like, just put it away. And you're like, no, this is like critical. I'm really upset and yeah, I think it's really important to chat to people. And I love net, like a big thing for me this year is trying to network more and like, it's awesome doing podcasts. And yeah, I find it is quite lonely when you kind Mm. of run your own business and everything's kind of transactional with your suppliers or with your like, um, yeah. And I think, Focusing on more networking opportunities is something I want to do and it is quite nerve-wracking, like meeting new people, meeting new business people. But, yeah, like that is something I want to focus on and mentors is also really good. Yeah. But it's
0: also so interesting and heartwarming talking to other business owners because you're like, oh, I feel like mm. that. I'm not alone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're and not alone. Yeah, you're right. And I heard it described as the other week that all business owners, all they really are are problem solvers. Yeah.
2: I 100% agree with that. And someone yeah. actually, one of my mentors told me that really early on. They're like, there are going to be so many days that there's always going to be a problem. And some yeah. of those problems are going to be business critical. Like if they, if you don't solve them, it could ruin your whole business. Mm-hmm. Some of them could be really easy. And I think I'm changing my mentality now to kind of say every problem is solvable. Like yeah. before, early on I would think that everything was the end of the world but now it's like what is I just have to think neutrally like what is the way to solve this do I need to send an email do we need to fix something in the back end do we need to neutralize a customer that's kind of getting a bit angry and yeah just approaching it as like everything is figure outable, everything is solvable I think has helped me a lot yeah we've got a little thing that we say
1: do you remember you say we're like everything will always work out. Like it doesn't matter how stressful it is. You can be super stressed one day and they're like, no, 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 everything will work out. Everything will be okay. Everything
2: will be okay and it'll work out. And it's so true. I was saying, I read a quote the other day and it said like, life is really long. Like we kind of get so caught up in the moment and like, what if this doesn't work out in the next six months where it's like, so much stuff happens over your lifetime. Like if this business, like touch wood doesn't work out, like there's always the next opportunity. And I think you get really caught up in tiny things. Like if this launch didn't work or this product was a flop, like there's always the next one. Like life doesn't end in a week or a month and we have another like 60 years left to live. So just kind of enjoy it and embrace it.
0: I think from listening to that people get attached to like the idea or yeah. the promotion of and expectations and that's I think something we've had to learn is to step back um and not to attach ourselves completely but not have expectations
2: yeah 100% and I think a lot of people now they're like well if I haven't achieved X amount of followers or this amount of collaborations or this amount of sales by thirty or by twenty five, like I'm a failure. And yeah. it's like really if you take a step back and you're like, when I'm thirty, like there's still fifty years left yeah. of living. Like I kind of hit my peak at thirty and then what? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, Is that the end? Like, is that the end of your career? And yeah, I think a lot of people get caught up with timelines and having to be a six-figure business within a year and they kind of, yeah, get caught up and really disappointed when they don't hit those really arbitrary kind of high thresholds that are kind of unrealistic. Yeah, Yeah. so
1: true. I used to have this thing that like if I failed in business or whatever, that I was more worried about what my family and friends thought exactly like with the all the time
2: and it's so ridiculous I'm like I find as um, well most of my friends and family don't really know what I do I don't oh, know really if you guys find that. yeah well they're like what do you do every day and I'm like answer emails talk to people on the computer like you would do but yeah. yeah yeah there's, there's so lot. much mystique around like a business owner and what we do on a day-to-day I don't know yeah. if you guys find that
0: yeah have you found over the last two years that especially females, um, more willing to take the risks and start their own business?
2: Oh, I don't know. I think people are still quite, like, you have some people that are really risk pro and, like, would just Mm -hmm. jump into something and then you have people that are quite risk-adverse and I know, like, I would say I'm more on the risk-adverse side and, for me, it was starting, this as a side hustle, then dropping down to four days at work, then dropping yeah. down to three days at work. And what I would say and my biggest tip that I give people is there's never going to be a right time to go all in on a business. And I don't know, like there's not one moment that you wake up and go, yep, I'm ready to go all in. Like you're always scared. Like, is this going to work out? Am I going to make enough money to cover my bills? Like, is this going to like just crash and burn really quickly? And yeah, there's never going to be the right moment. You kind of just have to jump in at one point and just see what happens. So true. Um, I was just on
1: your Instagram before and I saw a quote. It was, your, se- your success comes down to your daily habits. So that goes back to yourself. I wanted to know what are like your morning rituals and daily habits, like non-negotiables, because I love this stuff. And I find a lot of business owners, we're all very similar yeah. and we all have very similar habits. So I'm interested what yours are.
2: Yeah. So my two, I... I always see those TikTok videos and those Instagram videos of like the that girl routines and I'm like, my life is not that aesthetic. (laughs) But my two non-negotiables is always planning out my day. And I always plan out my day the night before. I hate waking up in the morning going, what's on my plate today? Like, what do I need to do? So I always plan out my day the night before and I'm a massive time blocking fan. Like I always need to know because if I don't time block, I will leave a 15 minutes has to become four hours. I have yeah, started right. doing this. I told you yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I started doing this. I think that's great. Yep. Amazing. And then my other thing is I'm a big journal person. I love mm-hmm. journaling. And if you asked me two years ago, I would have, I would have just laughed and said like, whatever, that's so lame. But when you actually start doing it. And one thing that I like to do is I write letters to myself in like my future self writes letters to my current self. And I talk mm-hmm. about like, What I'm struggling with right now and how I've gotten through it, and like I kind of give my my future self gives current me a pep talk, and I I know it's kind of weird saying that out loud, but um, it really really helps. Like if I'm going through something mentally or something with the business, my future self will say like, "This is how it's turned out." This is it kind of gives me the steps that I know deep inside is what I need to do. But having that kind of reflection moment, yeah, it really helps me. So I don't know if that's lame or help. I like that. I love that. Yeah, I really like
0: that. I'm gonna try that too. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Do a, I do a similar meditation where I go back to my younger self, Oh, Earth, yeah. but I don't yeah. do the the future mate. It's like yeah, it's kind that, of yeah. manifest the future. I, yeah. I
2: think with like, as we're talking, a lot of people are quite anxious and like the anxiety side to it. It's a lot of the time because you're worried about the future. You're worried <laughs> about, like, you overthink about a future scenario. So it gives me the reassurance that what I'm worried about does have a solution. And it's kind of telling myself the solutions that you kind of already know in your head, but your other side of your head is going. But what if this happens? But well, what if this yeah. Happens? What happens? Yeah, yeah. I like. I that. really, yeah, I, I really might enjoy that. That one into my. Do you meditate? Not really. Yeah. Like I've tried. Like I've tried the yoga. Like I love Pilates, but I've mm-hmm. tried all the meditation stuff, and it does help. But I think, yeah, I just can't sit still. Yeah, and I yeah. find journaling is kind of my meditation zone out mode, where I just sit there with a the notepad and. Yeah, yeah, really focus on my thoughts. and Yeah, of course. I mean, there's so many ways you
1: can meditate. Like they say walking is like a meditation. Like mm. your exercise, sometimes is the meditation, it is
2: hard sitting still um I find and I out. think finding what works best for you like exactly. I know like self-care traditionally people see like the baths or the masks, mm. and it's like you need to figure out what works best for you and what actually makes you feel relaxed and zen and in the zone so for me it's journaling for you it might be meditation for other people it could be yeah doing a really high intensity cardio workout yeah. So yeah figuring out what lets your stress out and what lets your worries out is super important
0: Just thinking of that and your self care program and all your programs, do you write all your programs, or you have contributors as well?
2: So a bit of a mix. So all our programs, we work with experts and they help contribute content and they Mm -hmm. like proofread everything. And then yeah, a lot of content created by me and our team helps as well. It's a big group effort.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Um. I just want to go back to um. Oh my god, I had a question in my head now, forgotten. You might have to save me here, Sarah. I literally <laughs> had it when you were talking and then I've lost it. Oh we'll come God. back to you in like
0: 10 minutes. <laughs> oh my God, I've forgotten. I'm so sorry. No, I'll, in my head, I was just thinking with all oh. these guides, it's like a, a book that every girl needs to go through, all the different sections.
2: Yeah, 100%. And because we have so many different topics, we find that a lot of people might buy the money one in January and then... yeah months later and buy a different topic. And as I said before, it's because they're trying to tackle different things at different times in their life. And we want to be there creating all the content and having all the resources there for when you need it, when it comes yeah. up in your life. Yeah. I've definitely Amazing. lost this question,
1: <laughs> but I'm going to ask something else because I thought about it before. Obviously you're Australia-based, we're Australia-based. Are most of your customers Australian or do do you get people buying them from overseas? Like
2: I'd love to know like your ratio. Yeah. So we definitely started off Australian. I think it's always easiest to start off in your hometown, but now I would say we have a massive community in the US. Yeah. And I think um, American people are really into self-development and personal development. So I would say about 40% Australian, 40% American, uh, 10% UK, 10% Canada, and then miscellaneous like New Zealand, Europe, We have, we've sold a lot in African countries, which is really cool. And from that, it's been a lot from TikTok. So a lot of our really um, interesting kind of countries that we've never kind of pitched towards or promoted towards. Yeah. Yeah. has come from TikTok and that's where the power of TikTok, you can get such a global audience, which is amazing.
0: Well, that's crazy. I'm going to
1: check out your TikTok as soon as we finish this. Um, And also (laughs) what, Pro, like obviously January would be quite a busy month for like the money and the budgeting and stuff like that what are the do you because I know for us at Talluloo like generally fashion it's quiet in January picks up and stuff like that what would be your like highest selling months of the year
2: yeah yeah. so definitely that kind of new year's period yeah. when people are kind of reflecting on their goals and what they want ahead. so December to February is our crazy busy period mm-hmm. so I don't really have much of a Christmas break yeah uh, And then our quiet time, we also have another peak mid-year. I think when people kind of have a mid-year reset, kind Mm -hmm. of figuring out the last six months of the year, if they weren't happy with the first six months. And then my quiet period, our quiet period is that August, September. So that's kind of like when people are just over the year, they're just trudging trudging along trying to get to Christmas. They're not really like you've either done well with your goals or you've kind of just fizzled them out. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of our quiet period. And then, yeah, beginning of year, mid-year is our peaks.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you're doing amazing in what you're doing for women out there. And even men can download this, I'm yeah, sure. Hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Um, I think it's amazing. Yeah, I do too. I think that I think especially empowering women and stuff, and we've been talking about this a lot. It's like mm. I think women rely on men too much or probably scared. I don't know, not scared, but don't Just have the a confidence.
0: L- a lack of knowledge probably in certain areas.
2: Up. Yeah, and I think a lot of the content that's out there is really male kind of written and mm. lots of like really complicated words, or really like it's not catered, it's catered to be scary towards people. Yeah. And that's why we really focused on that's why a lot of stuff is bright colors, a lot of graphics, a lot of visuals, because and the community. Um, yeah. And the community. And I think people relate to when other people also go to similar struggles. And I think that's where a strong community is important, but yeah. also just breaking things down. Like most things, and you, I know you probably had that with the investing kind of chat is like, most things aren't complicated, but it's how we've previously been presented it yeah. make complicated, you know? That's it. Yeah.
1: Before we wrap up, I just have one more question that I wanted to ask. Do you have any like really cool stories from someone who's bought your program?
2: Yeah. And I would say that the highlight of my day, the highlight of running the business is hearing people's stories yeah. and hearing how the programs and the products have like transformed their lives. And we're really lucky that we get a lot of DMs. We get a lot of emails with people sharing their stories. And yeah, I guess some that have really stood out to me have been people that have paid off like 30 grand worth of debt. Wow. Um, crazy. We had a lady in the UK. She actually got written up by BuzzFeed about her story and she was using the Money Makeover program. And I was like, that's awesome. I want to be on BuzzFeed. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and we had another lady. She bought the side hustles game plan. She grew to 50K on TikTok in a week, which was insane. And yeah, she's been booked out for weeks on end. And yeah, I'm my success comes down to our community success so I am such a proud parent when Mm. people do amazing things and for me it's yeah like if you've done well I've done well so yeah I'm super proud of everyone I'm
1: glad you get feedback from customers like that. Like, I, there's nothing better when you get a customer that comes to you and, mm. like, says how the products change their life or something like that. It's so rewarding and it's a lot nicer yeah. than getting negative
2: feedback on TikTok. <laughs> so it's when great. I, that as well, I don't know if you guys find with your business, it's like people are more willing to send a negative message yes. or a negative feedback and, like, the people that go out of their way to yeah. send an nice email and say, I love your product. I love the quality of your product, the fit of the product. And like yeah. those people, like I have so much appreciation for the people oh, that I can yeah. take time out to send a nice comment and a nice message. With-
0: and for those people who are listening, do it more.
1: Nice yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But <laughs> also, do you know what? I think that comes down to credit to yourself because you have built a community that are comfortable and want to let you know, like it's, you're right. You do get all the negative stuff Mm. but I think it's credit to yourself and the business for the community of build. definitely
0: thank you yeah of course well thank you very much for sitting down and chatting with us today
2: you're welcome thank you for having me I had such an awesome conversation
0: (laughs) yeah but also before
1: we go how can someone download your programs
2: yeah so you can grab all our game plans on our website so smartwomenssociety.com and we've actually created a special code for any listeners so use Ah. 10 for 10% off perfect Uh, um, have a heap of free resources on the website as well if you just want to dip your toes or and don't forget to follow us on Instagram we post daily tips about money career well-being and love so that's absolutely smart website. thank Perfect. you and we'll put
1: it in the show notes yeah too. 100% thank you so much for coming on thank you have an awesome day you Please. too bye, bye.